today's episode of the Fit to Lead podcast, you get to meet Brian Grin. Brian is an intermittent fasting expert, wellness coach, author, human movement specialist, and host of the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. He's leading the way in the intermittent fasting community as the author of the Simple Intermittent Fasting Journal, along as being the creator of the Intermittent Fasting Certification Course. So what began as a personal exploration into fasting has turned into a thriving business, helping to make intermittent fasting simple, doable, and a complete lifestyle change. Now he's spreading the power of intermittent fasting worldwide with his intermittent fasting certified coaches. So tune in to learn all you need to know about intermittent fasting with Brian. So I am super excited to have Brian Grid with me on the Fit to Lead podcast. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Allison. Absolutely. So I always love to get started by having my guests tell a little bit about themselves, some background and your journey to how you got to where you are today. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been in health and wellness for like 20 years now. Uh, <clears throat> I've been training individuals. I started actually, let me just go back. <laughs> I started training individuals uh, in a studio. Uh, always inter inter interested in health and wellness, even through college and um, the importance of just gaining muscle. So that was like my first introduction out of college. And then started to realize that, uh, as I was coaching individuals that really, uh, nutrition was such a big piece of the puzzle and it's evolved over time. Like we all do. Um, I had a client who actually introduced me to fasting. Um, she, uh, was like pre-diabetic, uh, had a lot of health issues, I think she probably tried every diet out there and uh, nothing was really working. And she does, did this pretty much all on her own. I think she got some help from a holistic nutrition, uh, holistic doctor that sort of kept an eye on like her blood levels, but she started doing like fast and then some extended fast. And, and really that was, that really worked for her. And I was like blown away. And so that was probably like, I don't know, seven, eight, eight years ago, I'd say. And so that spurred me to look into it. I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Like, all I know from fasting is a lot of major religions do it. And that's, that, <laughs> yes, that's, right. That's about the extent yeah. of, of what I knew of it. I mean, um, so I started doing it myself. I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. I remember when I first started doing, it, I was like, wow, this is tough. Uh, I remember being like on a golf course thinking, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting like hunger cramps and it just wasn't going so well, but I kept going at it and working on it and easing my way into it. And just found this was, I was in my thirties. I'm, you know, I'm 41 right now and started to realize I was getting great results and, you know, got my body back to what it was in, in my twenties and just love the mental clarity of it and everything about it. So that spurred me to like, start just doing a, a lot of content around fasting, such as like a journal, um, a course, a class, um, a certification course and, um, a challenge. So yeah, I, I just thought this was such a cool tool. Why not spread it to others? And this was in 2017. So it's obviously become a little bit more mainstream. I don't, yeah. like I say, I don't think fasting will ever be mainstream because no one really makes money when you don't eat. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so you're, you're, yeah, you're never going to like, I don't know. You'll never hear it much from like a marketing standpoint because although I will say you have like these fasting bars and, I think a lot of that's just nonsense marketing stuff, just a way to sell. So 
anyway, so my story, and that was my story that sort of evolved into fasting and um, started the podcast and just been going ever since coaching mainly middle-aged males, I would say is most of my audience that I coach. So nice, nice. And it's funny because I do get a lot of questions from clients or when I present around intermittent fasting, like, and I'm like, it's not a type of diet. It's, you know, meal timing. So what's the best way if someone's like, you know what, I want to try it and see if it's right for me. Cause I know it's, it works for some people, doesn't work for others. What's the best way to get started? Well, yeah. So this is like a common question I get. And I would say that for most people, I think, you know, if you just take it in steps and I would say first and foremost, perhaps maybe, uh, cut out snacking, right? So cut out snacking that way you're getting used to sort of going a time period with between meals, because I think a lot of us are taught we should have five, six, seven meals throughout the day. And I was sort of the same way. I'd have a bunch of little snacks all throughout the day. I think I overdosed on kind bars at one point (laughs) back in the day. So I would say eliminate snacking at first. And then from there, you know, you, it definitely helps to sort of clean up your diet. If you're eating like a standard American diet, if you're eating fairly clean, uh, you know, like, like real foods that actually like expire within, you know, a week, (laughs) uh, that's a good place to start because that'll make the fast uh, fasting a lot easier. If you're eating perhaps a little bit on the lower carb side and, and just taking a lot of processed foods. Um, and then, so once you do those two steps, then you can get into, sort of closing your eating window. And really that eating window can be whatever works for your schedule. It doesn't have to be, oh, skip breakfast, which is, I know a lot of people talk about that just because the ease of that is better only because you're, you're, you're taking advantage of your overnight fast that, you know, that you would do. And then you just continually push that. If that's something you want to do, what I recommend is just slowly pushing back that first meal. If you're used to eating at 8am, go to nine, and then that's, you know, that's sort of how I eased myself into it and then push back to 10 after a few days. And then, so you get acclimated, um, to it that way. So I love that. I love that. And that's what I, it's funny because I'm, um, I'm typically a late night snacker. So I try mm. to follow like the circadian, like the 13, 13 hour, um, fast to try to stop the nighttime snacking. And then to your point, either try to push out breakfast or wait till I'm actually hungry because I, so I'm a figure competitor and I'm always like, oh, every three hours I got to eat. And it's mm. trying to get that awareness back of, well, am I actually hungry or could I keep going? You know? Yeah. I think that's one thing you gain from doing some type of fasting is you, you get a little bit more cued in on like if you're truly hungry or not. Right. Like, I think if you're always eating a lot around the clock, you don't really get like dialed into, well, what is really true hunger? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah. And I agree. I, I like that your point as far as picking a time to stop eating at night. Cause a lot of times that's when, you know, the snacking and the bad food comes into play. Let's just say past seven o'clock, past eight o'clock. Um, you know, typically for me, like it's six 30 right now, I I'm done eating. It's that's it for the night. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, and I, and I think a good rule of thumb is you don't want to eat too close to bedtime anyway. So you sort of, um, you know, kill two burns with one stone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So to that point though, or do you have any tips for overcoming hunger? Cause I know that mm. typically is the struggle for people, right? They, their stomach's growling. They're like, well, I am kind of hungry. Uh, any, any tips around that? Yeah. I, you know, it happens to everybody, right? I still, I still have times where I'm like, oh, I'm sort of <laughs> hungry. I mean, yeah, you want to listen to your body, but if you're, if you're trying to acclimate the fasting, you're going to have that. And I think you can do like these fasting training wheels. I like to call them where 
let's say black coffee, for example, obviously you don't want to do that at night, but like, you know, you can use coffee as sort of a way to help overcome hunger. You can use, I love using like sparkling water. Um, <clears throat> some type of mineral water would be great just to keep the electrolytes up, um, sodium, potassium, and, you know, things like that. So that those are, those are ways to do it. You can do a warm, a warm liquid helps too, like a tea, maybe a green tea, um, and then another one that's big is I would say, if you're getting into fasting, pick a time when you're busy, you know, I'm sure we've all had it where like, you're really busy at work sometimes and you just skip a meal. You don't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay. I, I actually missed the meal and I'm fine. I lived, I made it through it. And, uh, so I think that really helps if you, if you're going to get into fasting, you know, pick a day that you're busier and it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would agree that, um, especially sometimes on the weekends when you have so much going on, it could be a lot easier. And then you don't have to, to stop and say, okay, I got to stop and have lunch or I got to stop and have breakfast. Um, so I think that's a great point. Cause when you do get distracted, kind of get in the flow, it, you mm -hmm. totally forget about the fact that you haven't eaten in a number of hours <laughs> right. and maybe, so a lot of my listeners are, are women, hormonal women. So I yeah. would love to hear some of the hormonal benefits of fasting. Oh, well, I mean, yeah hormonal benefits run from men or women. I mean, you know, the, the thing about fasting, it's, it's the most efficient and consistent strategy to try to get insulin levels down. Right. Um, and when we get insulin levels down, um, there's a lot of benefits to that, especially if you're always having chronically elevated insulin and you, you know, you could develop insulin resistance and diabetes and things like that. And obviously all foods raise insulin to some degree. Um, so that's a, that's obviously one hormone that it affects a lot and it could be helpful you know, with weight loss, with just insulin sensitivity, um, also growth hormone. It's been, there's been some studies showing, um, you know, that growth hormone is increased, um, and throughout fasting as well. I mean, <clears throat> there was a five day fasting period where growth hormone actually doubled in one study. Um, so there, there are some studies. I mean, I think that, uh, it's one of those things where people think if they fast, they're just going to like shrink into nothing, <laughs> but yeah. you know, the body is smart, right? Like, it's like ancestrally wise, we went days and we went time periods where we were, there was scarcity, there was no food and we survived and we have to hunt. And, you know, you actually get more, more mental clarity. People think they're going to sort of just get hangry and not be able to do anything, which might happen in the beginning, which is why you want to keep an eye on your electrolytes and make sure you yeah. get enough uh, sodium, potassium, uh, because that can happen. But once you sort of become like people call it like fat adapted, then you start to realize that you can get into your fat stores and use those for energy, as opposed to just relying on glycogen and uh, carbohydrates for energy all the time. Um, another one for hormonal benefits is what's something called noradrenaline levels, um, where essentially this gives you sort of that, that, that energy that you can go hunt for food where we would get ancestrally wise. So um, we can tap into those. So yeah, there's a lot of counter-regulatory hormones that fasting can sort of help um, switch on, uh, which, you know, caloric restriction, you know, that doesn't necessarily do that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And mm -hmm. so another question I have, which is a frequent one that I get um, is around working out fasted. Mm -hmm. So what are you, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'm all for it. I think that though, if someone's never done fasting and they're always used to having something when they work out, they should ease into that. Right. I think they should go maybe about a two, three week period of 
cleaning up their meals, like almost like what I talked about before, cleaning up their meals, maybe eliminating snacking, and then they can start doing some workouts in a fasted state. I really don't think you need, like, actually, I was just listening. I've had him on my podcast, Robert Sykes. He's a, he's like a keto athlete who like yeah. hasn't had a carb in like seven years and he's a bodybuilder, a natural bodybuilder and looks great. So you don't, you don't, and, and you know, he does some fasting as well. So you don't necessarily need carbs or anything in your system to necessarily build muscle. Um, if you are in a growth mode in more of an anabolic mode, yes. I mean, you might, you want to probably have a little bit more frequent meals. So it depends, but for most people, I don't think you necessarily have to have meals or food around working out. And you, I would ease into that, maybe go for some walks at first and just get the feeling of it. Um, but like for me, I, I do strength training in a fastest state. I just prefer the way I feel and it, there's, there's, there's no harm to that at all. Yeah. I'm the same way. I used to, I used to try to force myself to eat something before lifting. So it was like, Oh, you gotta get the protein and carbs before and after. And I was just like, I, no, <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it seemed to be said on the other end, right? Like, Oh, right. When you're done, you need to like chug this protein shake. And again, I think this was a marketing thing uh, with yeah. all the supplement companies that, and I was the same way. Um, you have an anabolic window of like, I think like there's been some studies showing that you have like this two day window to get the protein. in, so you don't need to chug the shake right after the workout yeah. as well. Um, you can give your yeah. body time to get into that. And, and, you know, uh, the nice thing about fasted exercise, it sometimes can help mobilize your store energy um, and use that during the workout, which would be, um, you know, glycogen and then your fatty acids as well. Yeah. And I think uh, to that point, that's much more important to kind of spread the protein and carbs and the food out in your eating window mm -hmm. um, versus obviously, you know, trying to cram it all in, in one sitting for sure. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to your personal like self-care routine, I obviously fasting is a part of that. What is another non-negotiable for you? So, um, for like, are you saying on a daily basis, like, a like things that I like to do to just like, yeah. um, well, I mean, strength training is a big one. It's a non-negotiable. I don't do it every day. I would say four days a week of strength training, um, daily walks. I, I mean, I have two dogs, so, <laughs> ah, so yeah, they keep so you walking, <laughs> they keep me walking. So I, I, but I honestly, like, even when I'm, you know, if I'm on vacation without the dogs, I keep doing the walks. I think it's important to, in the, especially in the start of the day to just get out, see, get some sunlight, get this, get your like sort of circadian rhythms going of starting the day out. Right. And, um, it's a good routine to get into. I think walking after eating is a great routine to get into that. I love to do as well, just to help blunt blood sugar, um, spikes and help with digestion. Yeah. I love that. And I, I would agree wholeheartedly with it. So what is a piece of advice that you, you have that you could share around how to stay motivated and how to stay in the right mindset when it comes to whether it's fasting or, you know, trying to achieve your, your certain health and fitness goals. Oh, um, yeah, to stay in the right mindset is, I think what would be really important is to, I mean, understand like what your end goal is or why you're doing it. Um, you know, for me, I've been doing it for so long that it's just become habitual and, and I don't feel right without it. And it takes a while to get to that point. So I think at the beginning, if you have a true reason, like why you're actually strength training or why you're maybe doing some intermittent fasting, and really wrapping your arms around that, I think that helps you get into the right mindset to help stay consistent. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a great one. Because to your point, it's, you know, you you do, you almost build it as part of your routine. Like I know it's probably the same for you. Like if I don't work out or take a walk or lift, it's it's like I didn't brush my teeth in the morning. Like it's just a part of your, right, your everyday routine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it takes time to get to that point. But yeah, I agree. It, it's, uh, you want to make it like it's just habitual. Yeah. 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 Um, so now this one throws everybody off, but what okay. is your favorite life hack? What is a tip? It oh. could be an app, a routine, a mantra, something that makes your life easier that you could share with us. Yeah. Well, this one I came across over the last few years and then I decided to splurge a little bit. I got a cold plunger. Um, yeah. So cold therapy um, has been something that I've been implementing and you know, I'm not saying everyone has to go out and buy a cold plunger. They, they can even make, they can even make, make their own. My buddy, Brad Kearns, who has a really cool podcast, he make, he made his own like from like home Depot for like 50 bucks. So, you know, you can make your own, uh, but I just find that the cold therapy is a hormetic stressor, right? Just like mm -hmm. fasting and just like working out, but it just, it's just the stimulation of it. Not only has there been shown to just like boost immunity, improve mood, help with athletic recovery. And I just think it's one of those simple little things. You could do it as a cold shower and just ease your way into it. But especially if you just need a pick me up, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's up there with anything else I've ever experienced and going in the cold. I know it can sound uncomfortable, but, um, uh, you definitely grow from it. And I just think other than, you know, mentally you grow, I, you know, it can help with recovery. I mean, I'm 41, but and I do, I'm very active and it's really helped with that as well. So that I would say everyone can do it. Everyone can take a cold shower. You don't have to buy a cold plunger, but, um, that would be my little life hack that I love. Ah, oh, that is a good one. The only experience <laughs> I've had with that is, uh, doing the tough mutter where you have to jump into the contain. Mm. Yeah. I was like, mm. I thought I, I was like, my heart stopped. <laughs> mm. You know what? Yeah. I hear you. And, uh, I, I, the one thing, you know, the cold plunge is like, you know, it's not, you're, you know, as I'm going in, it, it's not a big thing. It, it's, it's like a tub, right? Obviously, yeah. you're just going in. Once you're there, it's like, okay, there's nowhere to go sort of thing. Like, it's like, you just got to yeah. go in and, and then you just sort of learn to breathe. I think that's a big thing. I mean, it's almost like a form of meditation. Eventually your body will, um, will warm up. It'll just warm yeah. up naturally. And you just got to focus on your breath. So not only, is it just like, it's almost like a form of meditation. Yeah, it's total. That sounds like total, like body, mind, just kind of awareness <laughs> and honing that. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. But so now, okay. So now I have a silly question. Does your head stay above water or do you go all the way down? Yeah. So, I mean, I, my head stays above and then the last like 10 seconds I'll go under. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's great. Now I'm going to have to look up cold plunger when we get off. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's been some companies popping up that aren't like breaking the bank. I mean, there's some that are a little more expensive, but you can get one for not nothing crazy and, um, and keep it. I keep it in the, I keep it actually in the house, you know, cause I'm in Chicago, but yeah. like my buddy Brad's in California and his is outside, which is sort of nice to do, but yeah. Yeah. Really keep mine outside. So. <laughs> gonna say that'd yeah. be extra cold in the winter in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although that would be sort of cool going into yeah. cold from the cold, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, so as we wrap up, I would love for you to share. I know you have a journal, a podcast, a book, all the things. I would love for you to share how people can connect with you and learn more. Yeah, you know, they could just go to BrianGrin.com and everything's on there. It's sort of the hub of everything. My podcast is on there. 
my challenge, um, uh, courses and things like that, different products. So, and they can just reach out if they just want to chat for 10, 15 minutes, they can just reach out and, um, set a call as well. So yeah, it's all on briangrin.com. Awesome. And I will include that in the show notes to make it super easy for everyone to find you as well as your social media handles. But I want to thank you so much. I know intermittent fasting is one of those things that everyone is very curious about. So I was really excited to have you come on today. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Allison. Thank you so much. Get ready for my latest free training on May 17th. I'm going to be um, having a presentation on how to hit your protein goals using plant-based nutrition. So be sure to tune in. We'll cover everything from how to figure out what your macros and calories are to how to figure out your best meal plan. So sign up now at www.allisonjacksonfitness.com.